Hey, guys. Guys, welcome to Gulfside Church again. Um, I'm going to pray again because we can never pray much too much at church, right? Um, dear Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak uh, to these people, to be in this place with these people. And God, I just want your presence to shower down on me, shower down on us. And God, these words today, I don't want them to be my words at all. God, I want you to speak through me, use me as a vessel. All I want to come out of my mouth is what is from you. Jesus, I love you. We're going to have some fun today. In your name, amen. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but hey, guys, again, like Paul said, my name is Andrew Basic. I've been coming to Gulfside. I call Gulfside Church my home. Um, I help lead out the First Impressions team out there in the front. And uh, Paul asked me to come up here and speak this Sunday. And one of, my, one of the most exciting parts of it is Paul's out. He's up in Ohio. So, man, I can say whatever I want. I can have fun up here. And I don't have to deal with any repercussions for a week. That's it. I, can, I have plenty of time to skip the country if I need to. So I will not have to deal with the wrath of Paul. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm going to take a few minutes to introduce my family to you guys. One, because Paul told me to. Um, two, um, because research shows that if I give you guys a little picture into my life, if I introduce my family to you guys and let you know a little bit about me, it is almost guaranteed that you guys will walk out of here with a lot more than if I didn't do that. So I'm going to take advantage of that. So we're going to play a couple pictures up here for you guys. This is my wife. Woo! Oh, yeah, that's it. Um, you guys are so up here playing piano. This is Acacia. We have been married for a little over two years. Uh, we got married February 26, 2016. No babies yet. We are just loving life together and having fun. Um, I'm, that, that woman is a blessing to my life. She is such a godly woman. Um, next picture. These are my in-laws. Um, you guys just saw them. You saw them up here. This is, they are the worship band minus Andon. He's across the country right now. But these, this is my family. This is my Florida family. I love them dearly. Next picture. Oh. <laughs> this one speaks for itself. Um, we're Eagles fans. Fly, Eagles, fly. We'll see you guys again next year um, in the playoffs. Um, next picture. <laughs> this is my family. They are in Virginia. Uh, my parents, I have two brothers, one sister. Um, both brothers have babies. My little sister's pregnant. We don't have any kids yet. So you can imagine the pressure we feel as far as having kids. So when they said, hey, why don't you have kids yet? We, we said this. This was our response. There she is. <laughs> that is the cutest puppy you will ever see. This is Zazu. She is about, a, she's a little over a year old. We call her our mega mutt. She is a mix of we don't know what, we guess, but we don't know. Um, she is a crazy puppy. Next picture. This is, shows a little bit of her. She loves licking your face, ears, nose, whatever she can get a part of it. We were going to Chick-fil-A that day. I think it was good. She got a cookie. She was happy. Um, she loved it. Next picture. These are our cats. This is Nala and Kovu. And if you haven't caught on yet, all of our pets have Lion King names. So we like the Lion King. Um, these are our two cats. And this is funny because we have a, like a $130 cat tree. They will go to that box first every time. Every time. It is hilarious. But, um, so that's, that's a little picture into my life, into my family. Um, guys, I want to get on to this topic. So my topic today, what God has put on my heart, is just his will and what it means to walk in his will and how we do that. Because, um, man, it can be confusing sometimes. And it is not so clear all the time. But to start off, like I said, we're going to have fun today. I need two volunteers. I need two volunteers. Come here, Nick. There you go. 
Yep, come on up. Thank you, guys. Two volunteers, quick. We're going we're gonna to have some fun. I have another picture for you guys. This is what we're going to do. If you guys, you guys might have heard what Bean Boozled is. So this, this is fun. So these are jelly beans. And as you can see on the picture, man, that, um, that black one right there, man, that's either chocolate pudding or canned dog food. The one underneath of it, that's either caramel corn or moldy cheese. You don't know. They look exactly the same. You don't know until you, t until you try it. The bottom one, coconut or spoiled milk. So this is what we're going to do. You guys are going to spin it. Spin it. You can go for it. So spin this little guy in the middle. There it is. All right. You got buttered popcorn or rotten egg? Man. <laughs> I hate this one. All right. It's, it's kind of white with some yellow on it. I think it's that one. I think it's that. Yep, that's it. All right. Here you go. Don't eat it yet. Dude, you got the same one. <laughs> All right. This is going to be fun. It's kind of clear with some, that's it right there, kind of clear with some yellow dots. And I'm not going to leave you guys hanging. I'm going to do it too. I'm going to do it. Oh, wow. That's the same one again. <laughs> Butter cop. I don't know if there's that many in here. Um, there it is. All right. So we're going to, I'm going to put this down. No, you got to eat it. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Boom. Did you get it? Um. Did you did you get a good one? I got a bad one. Okay, yeah, we all all got here. I I planned for this. I brought you water. <laughs> thank you guys so much. I brought you water. But that's thank you guys so much. <laughs> that was awful. Mm. Sorry guys. I need that's disgusting. Mm. Man, <laughs> but man, as fun as that is, as silly as that is, man, a lot of us think of God's will as that, as that way. We, we know that God's will is, as, as he says in the Bible, it is the best possible route for our lives. But I know me and a lot of us, we look at it as, all right, this is what God's calling me to do. But man, if I take that step, if I go into it, man, I could, it, it might end up bad for me. I might get being boozled. But guys, that is not the case. That's not the case at all. God's will is a perfect the best route for our lives. In Ephesians 5.17, it's a, the Apostle Paul says, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. He's not up in heaven. He's not up in heaven running around, ha ha, ha ha, oh they're not going to find it over here. They can't find my will. I'm not going to let them. He's, he's trying to help us out, guys. He is trying to help us find what his will is. All we have to do is listen. But guys, my theme verse for today, um, we're going to dig into Colossians. So if you have your Bibles, um, open up to Colossians 3, verse 16 and 17. If you didn't bring your, man, that rotten egg is still bad. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> um, we're going to put it up here on the screen for you guys if you don't have your Bibles with you. Colossians 3, verse 16 and 17. It says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And just to give you guys a little context of what, who Paul's speaking to, he's speaking to the church of Colossae, who at the time they were struggling greatly with idolatry, which is 
putting false idols above Jesus, putting false idols above God. Um, so he's writing this letter. And throughout Colossians, it is, the focal point of it is figuring out how to live with Christ at the center of your life, at the center of the head, center of your desires. So God, this is perfect for figuring out what God's will is for our lives because it is figuring out how to live with Christ at the center. <clears throat> but before we can even do that, I believe the first step in doing God's will is we have to have an understanding of what it is and how to do that. If we have no understanding of how to do it, it's like having a complex math problem. We're not going to be able to do it. So guys, my first point for today is going to be up on the board for you guys. You can't do God's will until you understand what God's will is. You can't do it until you understand it. So we're going to have an illustration for you guys. I was going to have a whiteboard up here, big one. Um, but then Emily said, hey, um, you write really slow. And they're probably not going to be able to read it from the back. So can I do some slides for you? And I said, yeah, it's going to be work for you. And she said, that's fine. I'm gonna, I'll do it. So I said, all right, go for it. That'll be fun. So she's going to help me out. She has some slides for you guys. But I'm going to call this the God's will wheel. And this is uh, just explaining God's will a little bit easier for us. So my first slide here, these are the works of God. God's sovereign will or purpose. Things that God's going to do without us. He doesn't need us to do these things. First off is creation. Creation, God didn't ask a committee if, he thought, if they thought creation was a good idea. He was just like, mm, I'm going to do this, and boom. It says he spoke it into existence, and there it was. Creation. With Abraham, God promised Abraham a son, and through his son he would bless all the, all the nations of the earth. He promised that. But when he, did, when he promised that, Abraham was, he was getting up there in age, and Abraham looked at him, and he was like, hey, like, I'm, I'm old. I can't really have kids anymore. And Sarah, his wife, actually laughed when she heard that God wanted to give them a son. And when God, I, he didn't say this, but I imagine he was looking at him, he said, hey, um, I made your parts. I can make them work again. I can do what I want. I don't need a little blue pill to make them work again. I'm God. I do my thing. I do what I do. And guys, the next point, the birth of Jesus Again, he's born of a virgin. He's born of a virgin. I don't even need to elaborate on that anymore. Having a kid, being a virgin is not part of that. We know where babies come from. And being a virgin is not part of that. God, guys, the works of God. And next on my wheel, it's going to be this middle portion. Or the middle rim. Um, the ways of God. These are things like the Ten Commandments. Um, God's moral law ways that he wants us to interact with one another and treat one another. And guys, the, the ways of God, those, those are very clear. They are very clearly written out in Scripture. First one, thou shalt not commit adultery. Every time, every time. There's no study Bible that's going to have it listed at the bottom. It's okay in this instance, this instance, this instance. But guys, it's just not, not okay. It's not part of God's ways. And the second one, James chapter 4, verse 11 says, don't speak evil amongst one another. Don't speak evil amongst one another. That means, come here high school kids, where you at? I, that means stop gossiping. Stop gossiping. I know even older people struggle with that too, but man, stop gossiping. I don't care if it's what the popular kids are doing over here. I don't care if it's what you have to do to fit in. Stop it. It's not part of God's ways. He doesn't want us to treat others like that. I'm going to bounce back to Colossians 3.16 real quick. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another, 
in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart. As it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. If it's dwelling in me richly, that means I need to know it. I need to know what it means. And for people who are like, man, I just don't really know what God's ways are, I go, <coughs> open this up. I got some homework for you. Study up, because this is where we find out where God's way, what God's ways are. Got the ways of God. Next, on the circle, on this wheel of God's will, is the will of God. And this is the, this is the confusing part. This is the confusing part, because these are, this is God's personal guidance for our lives. In the Bible, it says that children are a blessing from the Lord. They're a blessing from the Lord. So I, I was born in 1991. In 1992, there was, a, there was a pretty major hurricane. It was called Hurricane Andrew. Man, I don't know if that was named after me, but that was my nickname. That's what my aunts and uncles called me, was Hurricane Andrew, because, man, I was a crazy child. I was just jumping all over everything, swinging on chandeliers. I was doing whatever I wanted to do. And, guys, it, it says children are a blessing from the Lord. I clearly um, defied that text. But um, it never says how many to have. Scripture doesn't say, oh, you should have two kids. It doesn't say you should have three. If I have two, maybe I want to have one more, but I don't know if that kid's going to grow up to uh, to cure cancer. I don't know if they're going to cure AIDS, or I don't know if they're going to end up making every wrong decision possible and ending up in prison the rest of their lives. I don't know these things. This is when I need to know what God's will is. Now, everyone needs answers. Everyone needs answers to questions like when, where, and what. When should we have kids? Or when should I retire? Where should we live? And where should we send our kids to school? And what college should I go to? What job should I take? And what, man, what does God want me to do? Man, these are all questions that aren't listed out in Scripture specifically. So this is where we need to know what God's will is. And this, this can be terrifying because people can live in a prison thinking, man, like if I make one wrong move, if I make this one bad decision, there goes the will of God. Man, there it went. It's gone. I'm, like, I'm not going to be able to get back on track. It's not going to happen, but that's not the case. People, one of the most popular questions for younger girls especially. I want to know this too, but man, who should I marry? I need to find that one specific person that God set apart for me and there's no one else that will meet that need. And as that, that, that is not, that's problematic for one, one reason is this. I know a lot of people who got married and they weren't Christ followers. So how are they living in God's will if they don't even know who Jesus is? But going back to this, so, say, say you were supposed to marry, or say that I was, you were supposed to marry Kelly. But instead of Kelly, you marry Sally. Man, who's Kelly going to marry? The wrong one. And then that guy who was supposed to marry Kelly, or, but, and then now they're marrying the wrong person as well, and, who, and it just keeps going from there. One person marrying the wrong person after another, and guess what? They're going to start having kids, and then that, those kids are never supposed to exist in the, on the planet. And then if you look at it, you have this spiritual vacuum of X and Y chromosomes that were never supposed to be mixed. And you have all these wrong kids. And good job through your one bad decision, through your one uh, way of acting outside of God's will, you just destroyed anyone else's chance of living out God's will for the rest of their lives. Congratulations, you did it. Proud of you. Guys, that is not how it works. But you can live in a prison. Teachers. Man, should I, live, should I work in third grade or fifth grade? 
teach third grade or should I teach fifth grade? I don't know. These kids are a little more mature, but these kids, man, they're a little easier. But, you know, I, I feel like if God had an auto response to a lot of questions we have, this is what it would be. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So, I mean, I, I can have chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream. Either one, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Guys, I don't care if your noodles are whole wheat or if they're regular noodles. God cares more about if you invited your neighbor over for dinner than he cares about what kind of noodles you're eating. Guys, you got that. You got that. I'm proud of you. But guys, going back to the verse, um, it's not going to pop up, but that's okay. Um, Paul says, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Man, God's not concerned about this or that. He's not concerned about those far-off details in life, the whens, the whys, or the whens, the wheres, and the whats. What if God, he wants us to walk in his ways wherever we are in life, wherever. So what if God's will, rather than it being one specific line that I have to follow the straight line all the way down, what if God's will is just whatever? Whatever. As long as you're doing it God's way, you're in his will. As long as you're doing it God's way, you're in his will automatically. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. And that brings me to, to my next point. As God's will is more present than it is future. More present than it is future. What if God's more worried about the small details, like I'm saying, rather than focusing on the big picture? You long-term planners are stressing out right now. I know you are. But I know my wife, she loves having a plan. She loves having it set apart. And that's great. God calls us to be a steward of our finances and whatnot. But guys, if I'm so focused on that, if I'm so focused on the future, then I'm going to miss what he's calling me to do right now. So guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change something on you, and you're going to be upset if you're writing this down with me. Um, so I hope you brought an erasable pen, or you're going to have to scribble something. But I'm going to bring the wheel back up again. And I'm going to switch something for you. Guys, what if, what if chasing after God's will isn't the middle thing I need to focus on? What if I need to focus more on living in God's ways, and when I do that, he is automatically going to guide me into his will? That is the way I want us to think today, guys. If I am walking in God's ways and living the way he instructs me to in Scripture, I am automatically in the middle of his will. God's less concerned about where you go to college, and he's more concerned about how you live when you're on that campus. Man, God is less worried about where you pull your car into work every day, and he's more concerned about how you treat your coworkers, your employees, or your managers. God is less concerned about the one where's and what, and he's more concerned about current actions, motives, and character. And guys, like I'm saying, this isn't something you start five years from now. It's not something you start next week. Oh, man, like, I'm, I'm liking where I am right now, so I'm not going to start right away. No, God wants you to start today when you walk out these doors. He wants you to analyze your life. And, man, how am I treating people, my loved ones around me? How am I doing? Guys, I'm in a season right now where I know that God is calling me into ministry. And I've actually had a few opportunities pop up where it was like, hey, like, I think you'd be a really good fit for this. And I was like, cool. Like, I want it. I want to do it. But I felt God 
uh, bringing me to a screeching halt and saying, no, not yet. Like, I don't want this for you yet. But guys, I can't wait until I'm in a full-time pastoral position to start living in God's ways. So I'm going to continue to wake up at the crack of dawn to get here on Sunday mornings and continue to set up. Guys, I'm going to continue getting out there on the First Impressions team and making people feel like they're at home. I'm going to continue to pour into others who are younger in the faith, and I'm going to keep discipling them and bringing them up in the ways of God. I'm going to walk in his ways, and guess what? He promises that he will lead me into his will. And that's my next point, guys. If I walk in God's ways, then he will lead me into his will. I just need to focus on his ways. We have a pretty, pretty major Bible character here. Um, some of you guys have heard of Moses. Some of you guys. If not, that's okay too. But Moses, before he did all these great things, before he got the um, Israelites out of Egypt, before he split the Red Sea, before any of this stuff, guys, he, he was a shepherd. He was a shepherd. God had him out shepherding his flock and tending his sheep. That is what God had him doing. And then one day, he was out there doing it, and he just kind of was like, what? What is that? And it, he just saw a light, and he started walking towards it, and it was a burning bush. And that, that is what he saw. And that is when God gave him the big picture will of what, he wanted, of God, what God wanted Moses to do. It, he wasn't doing anything elaborate or anything specific. He was just living in God's ways and doing what he was doing when God called him to do it, and God showed him his will. So what I want you to get out of that is when we tend sheep passionately, God knows how to burn bushes appropriately to show you what he wants for your life. God knows how to do it. I don't need to worry about the specific will. All I need to focus on is his ways. Guys, God doesn't trust us with more when we're struggling with what we have in front of us now. God is not going to advance you to the next part of your life. He's not going to advance you to the next part of your will, his will, until we start walking in his ways and we start living life like he's calling us to do it. But man, sometimes that is hard. Sometimes trusting in God's ways in the face of our challenges doesn't make sense. Man, it doesn't make sense. But God gives us his promise in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding, and then always submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Guys, that is what this wheel is saying. He's going to make my path straight if I submit uh, to him in all my ways. I heard this pretty cool story um, leading into this as I was preparing for this message. Um, and this story, is, it goes like this. So we have this lady who, she is, her finances are looking very small, very thin, and she uh, she has enough money for groceries, but after that, she doesn't know. But she felt God calling her to put that last grocery money in the offering and just trust him. She felt him calling, calling her to trust him. So she did. She put the money in the bucket, and then throughout the week, she was like, I don't know what's going to happen. And her neighbor heard her talking about this to someone, and her neighbor's an atheist. So he thought, man, this would be funny. I can prove her trust in God wrong. I can make it seem like he never existed. So he went out. He went to Publix. He went, he got a big bag of groceries, and he left it on the front porch, and then he, he went and hid behind the bushes. He's, he's over here hiding in the bushes. The lady gets home, and she sees this, this bag of groceries, and she's like, God did it! God did it! 
man, God did it. I trusted him, and he did it. And the, the neighbors over here are like, oh, she's, I'm going to let her dwell in this for a little bit. She's enjoying this, but I'm going to get her. And she's over here saying, God did it. God did it. And he pops out, and he's like, ha, ha, no, I got those groceries for you. God didn't do it. I did it. Your God doesn't exist. And she came back, and she said, God did it. I trusted in him, and he got me groceries. And he's like, no, I, I'm telling you, I bought them. And she says, God did it. He's like, no, here's the receipt. I bought it for you. Publix, Hancock Parkway, I bought that, those groceries for you. And then she looks at him and says, God did it, and he made the devil pay for it. <laughs> Guys, that's a fun story. But man, that's what happens when we trust in God and walk in his ways, and he's going to follow through. He's not going to leave you hanging. He's not going to give you lawn clippings when you're trying to get lime. He's not going to give you straw. He's not going to give you dead fish when you're going for strawberry banana smoothie. Guys, he's not going to bean boozle you. Guys, if we trust in God's ways, he will lead us into his will. All right, so I'm going to have you guys say this out loud with me. If I walk in God's ways, he, then he will lead me into his will. That's it, guys. If you get anything from today's service, that's what I want you to get. Remember that. Remember that. We need to focus more on the present than on the future. God is less concerned about when, where, and what. And he's more concerned with who, why, and who, why, and how. How we live life, why we do it, and, where we're, and who we're becoming because of it, rather than where we're going, when we're going to get there, and what we're going to do when we get there. Guys, going back to those long-term planners. Stress and speculation of what, of, of the future, stress and speculation for the future drains our passion from what we should be doing now. If I'm over here stressing about my five-year plan, and I'm just like, man, like, I don't, this is my plan. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I, this is my plan. Man, God wants you to focus on you're working your way to that plan rather than speculating and being stressed out about like, man, how is this going to work out in the future? I don't know. I don't know. Guys, as I, as I close this out, I'm going to ask the band to come back up on stage. <clears throat> My final point today is God's will isn't a destination. Man, God's will is a journey. It's not, it's not, ooh, oh, look at, look what I found. It's God's will. That's not it. Man, this is something we need to apply every day, apply to our lives every day we take and in every relationship we have. <clears throat> to my wife, I love this woman. There she is. <laughs> so my wife has this crazy passion, this crazy passion. She doesn't even know where it started. As far back as she can remember, she just remembers having this passion. So she is... Um, she has four pregnancy centers. She is pro-life, and that is all she knew when she was younger. She doesn't know where it came from, but she just, from the time, as far back as she can remember, she started posting videos and stuff on Facebook of, hey, like, I have to do something about this. I have to fight for these babies. So she, um, she just kept posting those videos, and then eventually she felt God saying, hey, like, this is your passion. Chase it. Go for it. So she did. She finished her bachelor's degree. She was like, man, this will look good on my resume. And she started filling out resume or applications, submitted her resumes. And guess what? Man, she didn't get the job. Three or four places, two, uh, however many. She didn't get the job. And man, she could have stopped there 
and just been like sat down and been like, what the heck? Like, man, God, I, I trusted you. I trusted you and I went for it. I heard your voice and I went and nothing came from it. Nothing. Going forward a little bit, we started coming to Gulfside. Started coming to Gulfside. We helped launch this church. And, um, and we met with Paul, um, Pastor Paul. You'll meet him next week if you haven't met him yet. Met him yet. Um, but we, he was just talking about our passions, asking about more about us. And Acacia started telling him about this passion that she had for pregnancy centers and fighting for those babies' lives. And she started crying, just weeping. And Paul stopped her and he said, hey, like, this, this is God-given. God gave you this passion. You need to chase it. You need to do whatever you can do to be in this. So she, she was like, I, man, so volunteering, that's the only option. But man, volunteering doesn't pay anything. You don't get money for volunteering. And that was tough because, man, finances are tight. But she trusted God. She sent out, she started um, applying to volunteer for places. Funny story, Barbara Dodge, I don't know if you know her. She is an employee at Lifeline Family Center. She is also a member of Gulfside Church. My family here, we did what was called Life Walk with Lifeline Family Center. And this, then they played the band. Um, so... Paul was actually able to organize Barbara and Acacia talking and just getting to know each other and getting to meet. And Barbara was like, man, I, I've seen you before. Like, I know you. And, she, and when she found out that Acacia was passionate about this, she was so excited. So when Acacia wanted to volunteer that day for her first day at Lifeline, man, she had a friend. She had someone to cling to. She had an anchor. And guess what? Three days. Three days of volunteering. And she was offered a job. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Man, it didn't look like that was going anywhere. She thought she was going to have to volunteer work for free. But man, three days of just continuing to, or volunteering, continuing to doing what she knew God was calling her to do. And she, God worked it out. Man, if I walk in God's ways, he's going to lead me into his will. And guys, that is my challenge for you today. That is my challenge. That wherever you are in life, whatever that position looks like, it could be tough. Like, finances could, could be looking tight. God just wants us, wants us to trust Him. Just trust Him. And man, that, that could start with, that could start with just going out, like, rather than shaking that neighbor off, just not talking to him. That could go up, like, start shaking his hand. Start introducing yourself. Start treating your coworkers better. Start having better conversations at home. Start treating your spouse better. Guys, it just takes a small step walking in God's ways, then it's like, man, this is good. Man, things are starting to happen. And then before you know it, you're walking on a new trail in God's will. Man, God's going to lead you into his will when you trust him in your ways. So this is the opportunity. Guys, this, this was fun, but if we don't put action to this, if we don't put feet to what we just learned, heard today, man, then that is going to mean nothing. It's going to be in my head. It's going to be in your head for two weeks, and then it's gone. You're not going to remember it. Guys, this is something we need to put feet to. This is the opportunity, and we have to take action on it. We have the opportunity to take action. Guys, I just want to pray for you real quick. <clears throat> Jesus, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for this message you have put on my heart. And guys, I, God, I just want to encourage everyone just to start taking those small steps and walking in your ways. And man, I trust that you will lead them into your will. Your will is the best route for my life, God.
God, it's not always easy. It's not easy to take that first step. It's not easy to kind of step out in faith. God, just give us the courage. Give us the courage to do this and trust that you will not let us fall. You will not bamboozle us. God, I love you, and we love you. I just want to lift up your name. and pray. I just want to pray this in your name. Amen. Amen.